Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. Hey, he's rolling and we're already ready already. It's the Simon Says Podcast with us. We're the Get Up Show. I'm Sean. There's Charlie. Hey there. And there's Maddie. I was burping off Mike. Uh, you're, the, you're the best. At least you did it off mic. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know why I just said it. Yeah, and then I just told you, so now yeah, you know. You announced it. It's like, hey, I did something bad. Um, <laughs> so we had this thing happen, and I don't know if it's a freak out in every industry like it is in the radio industry, because it, in the radio industry, we're basically sitting on the, the very tippity top of a pin. We're teetering there on the, oh. on the on the point of a pin at all times. Our our whole future, our whole livelihood is just teetering right there. It's like we're in a single wide trailer on the very tip of a pin, and anything could topple us at any moment. Right. And we get an email at seven o'clock in the morning saying, "Urgent mandatory meeting at nine a.m." Yeah, I love those. Oh, I know. I was like, them. I was like, okay. <clears throat> who's gonna see this first of all who's awake this yeah. is radio half of us are still sleeping and i was like and that's just like in an hour or so and and what's gonna happen and oh my god what are they gonna tell us and and i better pack my bags yeah i was thinking about that too what do i pack what do i sell you what know, do i do- what did i leave at the office that i still want yeah so yeah right <laughs> so were any of you ever told like when you first started in radio back in 90s when i started i was told First rule of radio, never buy a house. Um, no, because I, I knew guys who were super successful, like stars in this business. Like Pat Patterson was kind of my idol, and he had been a superstar back in the day. And he, from my point of view, being a poor kid from nowhere, he, he lived in mansions and drove sports cars and was just dripping with yeah, gold, he didn't watches, him. gold watches <laughs> no. and women. Well, that that was like the rule because it was as soon as you buy a house, either your station's going to get f- format flipped, bought out, something's going to happen, and, and you'll you'll be stuck with this house and you'll need to move somewhere else. No, I never bought any of that. I always thought I was too good at it to ever fear that that kind of well, stuff. Well, listen to you. I mean, you know, <laughs> ain't cocky. No, it's not cocky. It's facts. If you do good work and you and you put out a good product, you know, uh-huh. you don't really have to worry. Uh-huh, you've never been fired? No. No, have they you not? No. Me neither. Yet. <laughs> it's still early. 
Yeah, yeah. This is true. I, I, I don't let you. I, I will just kind of see what happens. But now they did shut down a station where I worked, and I no longer worked there. But that so you count. were fired. <laughs> you were no. let go. No, they just shut the whole thing down. And right, it was, but that happens a lot in this business. And it was high time. <laughs> <laughs> I just dodged one of those. Like oh, in, yeah. D- in D.C., I, I left to come back to Greensboro because I, I couldn't afford D.C. anymore, really. Yeah, really. And uh, yeah, well, I, that was one of the things because we were looking at buying a place. Well, let's, let's, you know, this could be a fun place to live. And then they showed us how much like a three bedroom <sighs> basement, sub basement, whatever apartment DC cost. The worst. It was like half a million dollars. I was like, all right, I got to go. But yeah. Um, Three months, maybe max, after I left that station in D.C., it flipped Spanish. Yeah. And everybody was gone. It was like, do you speak Spanish? Nope. Nueve, nueve, punto uno, H-E-F-S. Well, you Actually, guys killed it. Oh, only kill one it. of my stations is gone. Most of my stations still exist. See, that's cool. That? that is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. No, like, uh, only one of mine, I guess, is no. A couple of mine are still the same as what they. Uh, yeah, a few of mine are still the same as what they used to be. But that one, that stinker that they killed off up there in D.C. Come uh, on, man! It was not. Look, I'm not talking about yours. I'm talking about mine. Oh, I thought you meant mine. <laughs> no. So you both killed radio stations in D.C. That's what you're saying. Uh, it was a management thing at mine. They wouldn't let sure. us. They wouldn't let us. Well. There were hit songs that we should have been playing, but the mother company wouldn't let us play them because of lyrical content. We uh-huh. literally had our, our hands tied, and a, a, another Top 40 station came in town that could play anything and everything, and they they really did, and, you know, kind of ate I, our lunch. I still say, I mean, I, everyone wants to blame Limp Biscuit, but I think the biggest <laughs> problem was it, they tried their darndest to make it a DC station, and it had the best signal in Baltimore, you know, which if you're not familiar with that area, it, it's like about, what, 30 minutes between? Way, yeah, at least. And our signal wasn't as good. You know, it would get staticky in the city. and But in Baltimore, it was just like clear as day. But they didn't want that. They didn't want, you know, like, oh, forget about Baltimore. We're D.C. Yeah, but like, back yeah. in the day, man, people would ride out to the outskirts and listen through static because that station was something special. It was not yeah. like anything else. But it was else. the only one doing what it was doing. And then yeah. the other station in town started doing what they were doing, and they had a better signal, and that was that. But what I'm saying is, when HFS was the original HFS, they were so unique and so special. When I used to go up to DC yes. for for conventions and stuff back in my top early top forty days, I couldn't wait to get in range so I could hear HFS and hear the weird stuff that was going on because nobody did anything like it. And they're it, actually a radio station that at that time, like I never listened to, but I knew exactly who they were and what they mm-hmm. did. They were legendary. Yep. Yeah, so and I, you're welcome. <laughs> I went in there <laughs> and just. Pooped all over it. <laughs> hey, everybody. Oh, wait, who is that? Is that me or the other guy? <laughs> they sounded exactly alike, and sometimes they would be on right after one another. No, we weren't allowed. It, so if you did hear, there was this, this other guy I worked with, and our PD, the program director, pulled this in the, or one of us or whatever, but basically said, you two can't be on back to back because it sounds like one person's doing a real long show. <laughs> right. Yeah. And don't let any of his commercials be right yeah, after you well. talk. Yeah, they're coded as the same person. 
Yeah. So they're doing a pumpkin spice moon pie, which I think purists out there in the world are probably angry about that. But there's, I think there's different flavors of moon pies. And as we were talking about that on our radio show, if you don't know, if you've only found us through our podcast endeavor here, which you know may, may be fleeting. We don't know how long we get to do this, but you know, thanks for listening while we get to do this. Right. We have a radio show on 98.7 Simon, a radio station out of Greensboro. You can check that out online at 987simon.com. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about moon pies, and I said, you know, I might have to give up my Southerner card because I just don't like them. I, I don't think I've ever finished a whole one. Well, I quite honestly have never, I don't think I've ever taken one bite of a moon pie. For real? I don't think so. And Maddie, you ain't never tried one either, have you? I can't say that I haven't because I'm familiar with it. But if I have, it doesn't stand out like, oh, yeah. Yeah, man. (laughs) So isn't it kind of like a cakey sandwich with that's covered in that waxy chocolate stuff? Vaseline chocolate. I mean, I hate to poop on it because I think people love them. But gee whiz, they're part of the lexicon you know everybody talks about an rc and a moon pie and how, oh that's so good that's the best oh they have mint they have mint moon pies i didn't realize they had such they a have thing. a yellow one don't they i don't that's know that's banana it I is, think. but uh yeah oh they have minis they Did, have mini moon pies so it's well, less of a thing you don't like <laughs> Ew. they have do, double deckers do they all right so you had all right so then i guess moon pies are to the south then did you guys have whoopie pies? I refuse to eat that. What? Now, Isn't say, why would you eat that? Yeah, that's Yankee stuff, man. That's like your dang so, Boston baked beans. Wait, are those the candy? <laughs> are we yeah. talking about the actual beans or the candy? Yeah. The candy. I'm not fooling with that. <laughs> candy coated peanuts, man. I don't know why that's hey, a Boston He said peanuts. Beans. He said peanuts like a regular person one he time. He did. Did I? He, yeah. he normally, normally, when he says it, it sounds like a male member. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You said peanuts. This is a big day for us. Yay. But, but I can remember taking a moon pie and taking that first bite and, and it's like being like ashes in your mouth and just chewing it with your mouth wide open and falling out, you know, like. <laughs> See, and then I, you know, that goes back to like you, we kind of just said is that when you put that kind of fake, not really chocolate on something mm-hmm. and, and, you know, I think on the radio show we talked about, like mentioned fondant where they use that a lot yeah. as that, like icing. It's, but it's like so decorative worse. icing. So it's, it's more to like craft than it is to eat. Mm-hmm. And I hate that. Like, why would you do that to something? It's, <laughs> it's a cookie and it's a marshmallow, like on its own, it should be fantastic. And then you put like fake wax lips on it. Holy crap, they've got Moon Pie G Fuel. They've got an energy formula Moon Pie. Do what? <laughs> what is this? Sweet. For that real pick-me-up before a big game. Hold on, guys. <laughs> I'm getting a little slow. I better eat this energy Moon Pie. Well, wait a minute. It's like it's like a... What the hell? I think it's like a um, 40 servings. No, huh? it's, like a, it's like a protein powder. <laughs> Moon oh. Pie G Fuel, 40 oh. servings per can of chocolatey, marshmallowy goodness. So you can you can really double up on your Moon Pie intake. You can eat a Moon Pie while you're drinking your Moon Pie, it looks like. Oh, this there is you great. go. This is oh. great. That way you can have your ripply muscles when, you, when you're wearing your, uh, your short set. I can't <laughs> believe you don't know about short sets, Charlie. Not for guys. Those were the thing, man. Will Smith so this even was the 80s? references. Yeah. 
Yeah, when I was wearing them, it was that's when I was back in in my Miami days, which would have been eighty six, eighty seven, eighty eight, somewhere in there. And mm-hmm. what what a short set is. Will Smith um, references them in his song "Summertime." Um, doesn't he say something about heading to the mall to get me a short set? Yeah, I got on sneaks, but I need a new pair. Because um, basketball courts in the summer got girls there. I think that's what yeah. he says. Pretty sure, sure that's what the wow. I, it was almost like Will Smith just jumped in on the I call. Know. Like, he I just know, man. <laughs> where'd it go? Oh, oh my god, it was like a whole other person. Uh, but a short set is a pair of long shorts and a button-down short-sleeve shirt that are the exact same pattern. Wow. And they they could have anything like a cityscape or flowers or you know dogs or cars and and they were exact same pattern and then you would wear the um, shorts and the t sh- and the shirt unbuttoned with a t shirt with the same color as one of the colors in your pattern and you would tuck that t shirt into the shorts and then you would wear a smart belt and that's your short set look that you would be sporting as you're walking down the street. But, in in blazing hot Miami back in the day, but they were long shorts. They, they weren't, you know, like they weren't like, to the knee. They were to the knee. Yeah, sure. Because now the new thing. Did you see that? Like the hot whatever is uh, five inch length. Like so, shorter shorts. Like Magnum PI are more popular. I don't know if it's quite that short. I, I don't. They're know not that one. short. They're like kind of mid thigh. Let me see. Hold on. So they're not Larry Bird in it. Give me a second. I'm, no, I'm, I'm getting no, my no. Ru- my trusty ruler out. I want to measure my shorts. Oh, he's going to measure his leg. This is gross. <laughs> oh, wow. That would be risque. <laughs> <laughs> it would be risque and it's, risky. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. It's your inseam, like, yeah, not from I'm your measuring. Head. I am measuring my inseam, and I'm just saying, like, five-inch length. Hey, it's, stop it's, measuring your inseam. That's way up, <laughs> way up my... Uh, my thigh, way but, up your area. See, but I picture that because that, that romper I have—that's about how long they are. Jesus, do you still have that romper? Of course, I, I'm not going to throw it away. I spent money on it, Bruh, But why? Why did because you do that? Because Fourth of July is going to come around again. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna, you're gonna not going to wear that outfit. again. Look, the only way, way I'm not going to wear it again is if it, you know I can't for some reason put it on like if i have a growth spurt and i'm too tall for it or well, you're a not gonna spurt. get any taller i but you know what you could do you could do just like with your smart short set and just wear a solid colored shirt underneath it and yeah. then you don't have to button it and it'll fit Ooh, oh, you know what point. would be so swanky though man with your little romper would mm. what would be so cool because <laughs> it's red white and blue right yeah, it's got hot dogs and flags and stuff on it Ooh, so yeah are they pink hot dogs uh, I don't know. I think they're hot dog, hot dogs, like fleshy, right. okay. meaty. Because what I was, what I was picturing, is you wearing like I'm, I'm, I'm going to pink for some reason. Okay. A pink tank top. You got a pink tank top on, and then you've got the top part of your romper just hanging off, and you're wearing it like shorts, oh, and yeah. the top part's just hanging off, and you've got your tank top exposed. How hot is that? Wow. Is that hot? It'll that sort is. of look like he's got the top tied around his waist. Love yes. it. Love <laughs> it. Oh, I am all set. Look, okay. when this is all said and done, I'm going to come. It, even if it's like our first event where we get to all be out in public, and it's in the yeah. dead of winter, we'll have to do that. Dude, you have to now. Okay. I've really come around here. on this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel better now that we talked. It yeah, through. write that down that he said he was going to do that. Where was the guy who blew up his kitchen killing a fly? He was in France. 
So he didn't know. He had one of those super dangerous electrified uh, tennis racket. Do you still have yours? It broke. Uh, I, it was like right after I fixed it, it broke in half. But yeah. yeah. Mine broke in half too. I, they're not put together too well because you know if you miss that fly, you're going to swing it harder and the head on that yeah. thing breaks off. So it's like a handheld bug zapper. Yeah. It looks like a small tennis racket. And you hold the button down, and that gives it the electric charge. And there's no way, if you ever get one in your hand, maybe it's a man thing. Maybe you wouldn't do it, Charlie. But when you get that thing in your hand and you push the button down, there's no way you're not going to touch it just to see how bad the shock <laughs> is. Am I right? I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, right. <laughs> For sure. And, and how bad is it? But it's not that bad. No, I mean, it's it, it gives you a little jolt. But, you yeah. know, I, I stopped using it because I felt bad. And, Why? And when I, okay. It worked fine for like small flies, yeah. like a mosquito or something. But there was like I hit a, a decent size like house fly or horse fly or something, yeah. and it more was like, ah, what did you do? You <laughs> just like stunned him, it, you know? Like if a fly, <laughs> yeah. But if like a fly flies into a, a bug zapper, that's yeah. usually it. Like they're done, and you don't feel it's like the humane way to take a fly out. But this, those Is those it? tennis rackets, like there was one. <laughs> I may or may not have held it down on the fly with it right. on. like. <laughs> so it was a combo fly swatter bug zapper. <laughs> yeah, but it was more of a stunner, depending on the side. Like, I more just tased a fly yeah. and singed a wing or something. And then, then it made me feel bad. Like, don't like, feel oh. bad. There's enough flies to go around, man. And they don't <laughs> miss each other. When when one is gone, they don't even know. They go right back they just to work. Move on. Yeah, yeah, they don't care. A fly don't care. I'm telling think, you right now. I think I had a mom. I don't know. But but this guy, <laughs> this guy in France, yeah, he he uh, he didn't know he had a gas leak in his kitchen, and he he fired up his electric fly swatter, and when it hit the fly and the electricity engaged, it also lit up that gas leak and blew his kitchen up. Yeah. yeah, that's freaking. That's crazy. Okay, who would even it? guess that would happen? All right, but s- stop for a second. See, this is where you know when I heard this. First of all, how powerful is this bug zapper? Because his tennis racket must have been nice. Because like I've done it, and it's like barely a spark. Like it's. Barely Did you have a anything. gas leak? Okay, <laughs> that goes to part two. <laughs> how much gas was in this guy's house? Like I get. Well, he didn't know. Yeah. All right. I get that he is he was an eld, an older gentleman. Oh, was but, he? Yeah, but he was in his like 80s, I think. Oh, jeez. And I think it had to have been pumping gas into that house like aggressively. Like I don't think a fly should have been the problem that he was trying to swat at. But I mean, no. <laughs> He's oh got other God. things going on. This is clear, but Oh my gosh. Still. It had to have been like so much gas. Do you know that I'm an expert fly killer i am the fly terminator with a dish towel with one corner one corner dipped in water so that i can get a proper snap on it Uh. flies have no chance Mm. we we had a rental house up on the eastern shore a couple years ago and the summer on the eastern shore it's beautiful but you are wrapped up in greenhead flies and Mm -hmm. if and you got to tell the kids a thousand million times to close that damn door and don't let the fly maybe if you close the door fast we'll only get 500 flies in here this time (laughs) is what you gotta you gotta tell them but i had my towel skills going man i was snapping those flies and they were just dropping and dropping and dropping and it got to be so much fun i didn't care anymore i was like let them in come on 
<laughs> what you got? Bring us Let more. In. Have you ever seen anybody with the um, the the salt? Yeah, the salt gun. Yes, and well, I didn't see it in person, but I knew somebody who had one, and they said they were told by their wife that they couldn't use it anymore because the entire house was covered in salt. Okay, that, and that was going to be my next question: is how much salt it shot out, and whether or not you know, then you just have salt everywhere. But you know, the trick I learned a trick watching the Hollywood Squares one time when I was a little kid and um, Robert Blake was on there and Mm -hmm. Vincent Price was on there and the question was um, about flies and it was about an effective way to stop a fly is to spray it with hairspray and Vincent Price said yes because it sticks together their wings (laughs) Oh, that's not creepy at all. <laughs> and, and the person said, I agree. And it was true. And so I never forgot that. And uh-huh. all it takes is one little blast, one little of, of hairspray on the fly. And the next time their wings meet in the air, they drop, man, because that's all it takes. But much like the guy in France, now, <laughs> don't you better not be smoking and or lighting a candle at the same time because the next thing you know, the house is on fire. Well, nowhere near an open flame. Yeah, smart. Or, smart or is that fly spray. is that fly extra flammable now? Well, uh, again, you know, you're not using, you're not planning on a flame with your hairspray. Uh, although that is pretty cool. You 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 know you used to do the hairspray flamethrower trick when you Gene were a kid. Simmons. You know you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody did. But, you know, then there was always the horror story of like, well, yeah, but, you know, Johnny did it. And, it and the flame back. went back in the can. <laughs> I was, blew it blew I was, his arm off. I was spraying. I was spraying cooking spray on my grill the other day. And, you know, it always. Whoa, 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 and it and it did one where it came back real far. And that's the first thing I was like, oh, no, my, uh, it's going to blow up. My arm's going to be in the neighbor's house, just like I heard about. <laughs> Yeah, I was almost so, an after-school special. So, do you guys think there's going to be a Halloween? They we found out, I guess, early this morning that they've officially banned trick or treating and any kind of fun out in Los Angeles. But who cares? We're not in Los Angeles. I think that neighborhoods are going to do their own thing around here. Yeah, I think you know different areas are handling things differently about how much social distancing they're doing, but I still think you can do some kind of just like the drive-by birthday parades you can do some kind of drive-by trick-or-treating yeah but have you seen some of the stuff they've been saying this is what's hilarious is it's like individually baggy your candy and then leave it laid out delicately on your front steps and the children will come up and each take one bag of the pre-prepared candy and i do not have that many baggies I don't have much faith that the kids would take one baggie and leave. Well, no, they'll take all of it. I was just thinking, you know, if we do it or if we have candy, I'm going to maybe for the first time ever just get a bag of one thing. Uh So it's not a lot of digging and and reaching. And then from there on, it's just a matter of me dropping. Yeah. So throw it at them as they're coming up the steps. Is that what you're saying? Uh Look, if I didn't think Catch, I was kid. if I didn't think I would end up on the next door app as that guy throwing candy at kids, I I would. I still want to do some sort of spooky haunted house thing, yeah. and I'm definitely going to decorate. Like I'm, I can't wait. Well, they I got said, some ideas. They said that people are are buying up Halloween stuff like crazy. That the 
the sales are as big or bigger than last year. I was just looking at that story. Well, like Christmas and Halloween are selling like crazy right now. People are not going to not celebrate, you know? Well, it makes sense, too, because it's the first real holiday we've... I mean, Fourth of July, kind of, but like a first How major... How dare you? What? How dare you? What did I first miss? First real holiday. No, since the, all this started? How dare yeah. you? What did I miss? Um, Arbor Day? Labor Day. <laughs> Hello? Yeah, but that's not oh. a decorating holiday. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Maybe not at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to mean to disrespect your Labor Day decorations. Yeah, too late. I think this is the time for creative people and like engineers and science nerds to shine and come up with their cool candy dispensing. Oh yeah, thing. Oh, like we you had know, a ring guy. the bell, ding ding, it comes yeah. down the slide out into bloop, right out into your bag. Well, there's a guy who called the Simon line. I wish I, I had the call handy to play for you. But he um, he has one of those. He's got a, a system. It's like PVC pipes and some yeah. kind of suction thing where he's got a can- no touching. He opens the bag of candy, dumps it into one container, and he has a button that he pushes, and it takes the candy from that container down the pipes and then dumps it into the kids' bags. Nobody ever touches anything. Right, Isn't that neat? brilliant. What yeah, about? I mean, you can still see their costumes. You can still stand up on the porch and be like, "Hey, you look really cute, trick or treat, whatever." Yeah. But you never have to be in close contact. What right. about those cereal dispensers where you just turn the wheel and a handful of cereal comes out? What do we still just still have po- to touch the dispenser? Nah, I'm the only one turning it. Or what if I have a lever and then I just put some loose skittles in a in the thing and turn it and they get a dispensing and there you go. Uh, still well, loose. Get bro. to work. Still loose. Uh, yeah, yeah. Individually loose. bag each Skittle. <laughs> oh, gosh. This is going to take forever. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm looking for that story about the the Halloween thing, and Jane Fonda popped up, 82. She's 82, and she says that she's now going to stop dating. She's closing up shop. At she's been dating? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see where she says that... Um, her big regret was that she never got busy with Marvin Gaye, that they had a chance. Yes, that yeah. she like had an opportunity that he had a crush on her and stuff and but she was she was married, so darn yeah. couldn't. She do said that. that the coolest thing she found out was that Marvin Gaye had her picture on his refrigerator. Mm-hmm. What's Isn't that going cool? on? Hey. <laughs> yeah. All right, I can't find this dang story. But Don't anyway, worry about it, bro. So, so yeah, but you know, Halloween is my birthday. So, I, I, as you both know, I take it very personally the amount of work that people put into Halloween and the, and the level of celebration that right because it's all for you. Totally, you know this. I've been yes. investing a lot of money over the last few years. Like ever Good since man. I got this new house, I've been putting like I got lights, I got Good skeletons, man. I got trees. Tell me yeah, what you so- think. <laughs> Tell me what you think about this, my little cousin who I love, that when, when they were little kids, I used to bring carloads of Christmas presents to these kids and just would spoil them rotten. Mm-hmm. And I love these kids. Well, he's grown up now, and he's getting married on Halloween. <gasps> My cousin's getting married on Halloween, too. Get out of town. Are your cousins getting married? <laughs> Not to each other. We's going to be related. Oh, good God, no. They're not. Uh, but, you know, my first reaction to that normally would be, how dare you do anything other than celebrate me on my birthday? Mm-hmm. But but this is kind of cool. You know, it's on the Eastern Shore. It's Eastern Shore family. 
and the plan is we're going to go there, we're going to celebrate the nuptials, and then the kids will get to do some sort of trick-or-treating. But the, the wedding is at 5. Uh-huh. How long does a wedding take? How long does all that take? Like, will well, we be the, out of there in an hour, you reckon? Out of the wedding, but not ceremony, out of the reception. Yeah, yeah ceremony maybe 30 minutes tops if it's a good streamlined one and then 30 minutes for pictures and then you know reception is usually a couple hours but i don't party you know i don't do that stuff so i'm not gonna be any good to them at the at the reception and you can still be nice to people and have a good time you don't have to be dancing on the tables and drunk well but that's what to. that's what all the cool kids are doing. Yeah. Here it oh, is. Come on. Americans are preparing for Halloween and Christmas earlier than usual this year, despite the coronavirus outbreak. The holiday decorating company Christmas Decor said clients have been calling since June to get their lights reinstalled from the previous Christmas. What? Ever since, inquiries have ranged from 12 to 15 a day compared with only a few in previous years. I think it just makes people feel better to decorate, yeah. to do something. Also, if you have been staying at home all the time, you've run out of blankets to knit and things to clean, and you want to put up decorations because it'll give you something to do. Oh, hold up. So I have to make it a complete confession. All right. What? You know that I am not a fan of the Holderness family. Right. Right. Like, I cannot stand anything about them. I thoroughly enjoyed the wife's fall video. Oh, she's I, so hot. I but it's it but it's it was it's funny because it's dead on my wife. She's like, oh my god, where, did you take one of my pumpkins? Where are my pumpkins? I love fall, and, and she's in a sweater and a scarf. It's like it's ninety degrees out. Shut up, shut up. Let me have this. But I um, it. I need fall. I need this. Is it um, all her or is that Dork in it he, too? He pops in every once in a minute, but uh, it, it is. Uh, it's the first one I've watched in a while. Maybe it's because they weren't singing. I don't like the singing. <laughs> Yeah, that gets old. They also, uh, Oriental Trading Company has seen an unusual surge in Halloween spending that started in early August, they said. <sighs> so this is going to be the big year, man. Oh, um, I can't do it. I'm glad I've been stockpiling all these uh, uh, skeletons. I'm going to really, really oh, fill yeah. my lawn. My, my daughter got a skeleton the other day while she was at her grandparents' house, and she's named it Derry, and she wants to take it with her everywhere. She let it have the front seat in the car the other day. She oh, sat in wow. the back. She buckled it in, <laughs> and she she puts clothes on it, and she wants to take it with her everywhere. We were going somewhere, and she goes, well, let me get Derry. I'm like, no, you're not taking the skeleton. It's ridiculous. There is actually a family in Greensboro, and they've been doing this for a few years because I came across the, they have a Facebook page, and they call it 30 Days of Earl. And Oh, yeah. This, it's a skeleton named Earl, and they put him in different positions each day and take a picture of him and put it up on Facebook. And so the entire month of October, I guess 31 days, but the entire <laughs> month of October, it's a different thing every single day for Earl celebrating Halloween. Love Last year, it. I think he got married. Oh, good for him. I know. Hope those kids are still together. <laughs> oh, I feel bad for their children, though. Little bony kids. <laughs> they keep eating and eating and nothing happens. <laughs> well, I, I, I feel as if we've just about reached our 
our end time here. I did want to kick a shout out to that person who hand painted their license plate, that Kentucky license plate. Man, that was some good, strong work, wasn't it? That See, looked when good. I first read the article, I thought it was just like, you know, and sometimes people just write it on a piece of cardboard. And then I saw a picture and it was like she tried to draw it out and everything. It was almost almost right on on target yeah but did you see what really gave it away other than the fact you could see the marker stroke so she forgot to put the registration sticker on it she right, got that's away how with she it. got busted yeah and she it got away with it yeah it wasn't for those damn kids it was and their dog <laughs> Roro. those those meddling kids yeah my my old roommate painted his inspect remember when we used to have inspection stickers yeah yeah he painted a perfect inspection sticker and and got away with it he's an artist oh. so We've talked about how I rigged my Tennessee license plate when I first moved yeah. to North Carolina and got, what, I changed February to December, so I got eight more months out of it. Look, you're making money on this deal. I know. Good job. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I mean, I didn't do anything like that. Sorry. What? Oh, you nah, yeah. This is all just for the show. We statue make up lim- stuff. Has, have the statue of limitations thrown out on that? That was like 93. You said we'd do it for the yeah. show. I mean, it's not like murder. I think you're okay oh. now. Unless there's something else you need to tell us. Did you murder someone while you were doing that? (laughs) All right. I'll never tell. So, yeah. So, get in touch with us if you ever want to. Go to our Facebook page. Call the Simon Line if you think of a song. Some people did call over the Labor Day Bet You Won't Play It request weekend from from different parts of the country. And uh, they were calling from, like, Georgia and different places. So, that's always real cool. It's 336. Go ahead. No, I was just going to give the number. 336-373-0987. Yes. Yeah, because you can listen on Alexa. Like, you just tell Alexa to play 98.7 Simon. doesn't matter where you are. Mm-hmm. Final thoughts. Charlie, go. I, I'm not putting skeletons in my yard for Halloween. Sorry, kids. Party pooper. How about I you, know. Maddie? Uh, I did not, I repeat, did not kill HFS. It was <laughs> It was on its way down before I got there. I think I made sure. it better. I made it be- my little bit better. Yeah. Sure. Google it. I think it mentions you. I, I do. I am on the Wikipedia page. I'm listed as a jock. As <laughs> a demise? No. And, and if you look at the Wikipedia page about 98.7 Simon, it it's, has a brief mention of the secret recipe for Million Dollar Fudge. Yeah. <laughs> <Saw> that. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. We'll, do, we'll see if we'll do this again next week. Next time. See Fingers you. crossed. Right, Bye. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.